Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. Today on Inspired by Her Story is Keisha Frazier. Keisha is a life and health coach who understands that for best results, improving overall health and wellness should be done holistically. To her, it's not about counting calories and carbs, it's about working on yourself from the inside so that you could shine brightly from the outside. She helps women master their mindset so that they can improve their lifestyles on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. During this episode, Keisha talks more about how she left her dream job to follow her intuition. However, I remember sitting at my desk and just feeling like I just did not want to get up and go to work every day. I did not want to sit at that desk all day. I loved the people that I worked with and I had such a great experience there, but it wasn't my passion. And I knew that I was meant to do something different and I had to listen to that calling. What neuro-linguistic programming is and how it can help you. How I describe NLP, how I like to use NLP is kind of like mind hacking. Mm -hmm. So mastering your conscious and your subconscious mind and understanding that a lot of the problems that we run into, a lot of the patterns that we get stuck in and a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves are based on our subconscious programming. And how to find inner peace and stillness. And so I really see my path as reaching as many people as possible and showing them how grounded they can become, showing them the inner peace that they can find, the stillness that they can find, and how everything else, almost everything else in their life is going to fall into place. Let's hear more about her journey. Welcome to the podcast, Keisha. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. I was actually introduced to you through Johnny Agresta, which I was so excited about. She was on the podcast also. And I always love when people refer others to me for the podcast because I feel like if they inspired them, then they're definitely going to inspire me. And that means they're going to inspire all of my listeners too. So I'm really happy that she connected us because when we first chatted, I felt like I could have talked to you for hours. Like we just felt so connected and everything. So I'm really excited to have you on today. Thank you. I felt the same way and I'm excited for this conversation too. Yeah. Awesome. So tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a life and health coach and I help women primarily develop a relationship with themselves. So I really believe in holistic health coaching. It's not just about the calorie counting and eating your vegetables. There's this whole internal process that's actually fundamental to any long, long-term lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So uh, it starts with this self-connection journey through meditation and NLP and releasing limiting beliefs while also focusing on 
your physical movement and what you're eating and how you nourish your body. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I love that because I feel like so many times people could get stuck when, you know, you're trying to make healthier decisions or maybe you're changing up the way that you eat or your workouts or something like that. And a lot of the times we all get stuck and sometimes it's just this, this mental thing that we need to get through. And so I love the fact that you're able to incorporate it all so that you really get a holistic approach to it. Absolutely. And it's specifically for people who are working on losing weight. I noticed that it's never just about diet and exercise. There 90% of the time tends to be a deeper layer for what they're trying to achieve and what's actually blocking them. So yes, 100%. Exactly. And if you don't work through those, then you're not going to be able to achieve what you're ultimately trying to achieve. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us a little bit more about your journey, because I know that this isn't exactly where you started. And when you explained your journey to me before, it was so interesting to me. So I'm really excited for you to share it with everyone else too. Yeah, absolutely. I have been on a roller coaster and that's the best way to describe my life path up until this point. So I graduated from college about 10 years ago. And when you were chat, when we were chatting, I said the same thing. Like, I don't include these parts of my journey to brag. I include them for context on what I was sacrificing, what I was giving up to live this life that I had dreamed of. But I graduated from Stanford and I went immediately after graduation to work for Facebook. And so I had that perfect on paper life. And had I been, you know, had I continued on that path, I am sure I would have reached high levels in the company and just been set for life. I had it made. However, I remember sitting at my desk and just feeling like I just did not want to get up and go to work every day. I did not want to sit at that desk all day. I loved the people that I worked with and I had such a great experience there, but it wasn't my passion. And I knew that I was meant to do something different. And I had to listen to that calling. And I had to ignore what people were telling me, people within the company, my parents, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. friends, anyone who I told what I actually wanted to do to, I basically had to ignore what they said. And, you know, my parents were actually very supportive And I think I put more pressure on myself to try to live up to what they wanted than they were actually putting on me. But it was difficult to make a decision like that, to give up this whole life that I had created and that my parents had honestly helped me create to go work at Gold's Gym was the first job in the fitness industry that I got. Personal trainer, making like 20 bucks an hour, like pay cut of (laughs) the decade, right? And so I did it. I did it. I leaped. I took that leap of faith and I was actually able to work my way up. So I started personal training, group fitness coaching. I found my way into working for Orange Theory Fitness and continued to work my way up from there. I actually was brought into the corporate headquarters with Orange Theory and I started to, I became a corporate trainer for them when I traveled around and I opened new studios and I trained their staff. And then I became the wellness manager for the corporate headquarters. And I launched the first wellness program for all of the corporate employees. Like once again, I had risen to the top and it still wasn't enough. There was still this feeling of, no, there should be something else. Like I'm just not happy. 
So I left all of that <laughs> and I moved across the country for like the second time in my life. And I became head coach at a, an Orange Theory studio. And I thought, okay, maybe if I'm the studio, I'll be happier. Turns out I wasn't. <laughs> and after about a year of doing that, I stepped down and I decided to start my own business. So it's been this up and down journey to really finding fulfillment. But I can say now that I've found it and I can say now that it was worth it. Oh man, there's so, I feel like there are so many key points within your whole journey to talk about. And I'm so excited too. So even just starting with the fact of, you know, you felt like you had the ideal job, the ideal career, the ideal life, maybe, um, that so many people also wish and hope for. And I'm sure in those moments when you felt like you didn't feel complete while you were there, did you ever feel like there were also moments of maybe guilt in a way where it was like, oh, but you know, I have this career that's going for me that so many other people want too, but I don't feel fully satisfied. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I have this life that I should be super grateful for. Why can't I just be happy with this? All of my friends are in, you know, positions in their own respective fields, but you know, we're all on the same level. Why can't I just be happy with this? Why do I have to do this different thing that's going to separate me from everybody else? Why do I have to feel like I'm wasting this investment my parents made in my education? Like it's not cheap to go to Stanford. Mm -hmm. and if I had wanted to go into fitness, maybe I didn't need to take that path. Maybe I didn't need them to spend all that money. So I felt a lot of guilt just from all different sides and all different areas. And that's something that I've had to work through and work to get to the other side of. But at the end of the day, the quote, I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure your listeners have heard it. Do what lights you up because the world needs people who are lit up. And if you're not lit up at your corporate desk job, or maybe you work in a gym, or maybe, you know, whatever your path is at the moment, if it doesn't light you up, you could have a greater impact if you were to shift to what your passion actually is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so powerful. And when you originally told me about this, I was so excited to have you on so that you could share that because I feel like it's so easy for people to, you know, feel also comfortable in a job and feel like, okay, well, you know, this is what I've worked for. I've, you know, I, I went to school for this maybe had internships or something like that, worked really hard in order to get into these positions. And sometimes when you're in that position, you could kind of feel, you know, as you said, not fulfilled, like something's missing. And actually even thinking about it, I remember having that same feeling when I was in my nine to five job. And, you know, you envision your future and you think that you're going to feel a certain way. And when you get there and you don't feel that way, you start questioning yourself and you're like, what, what is wrong? What's, what's going on right now? And so it's so good to be able to do that inner work and be able to just even acknowledge the fact, you know, bring awareness to the fact that this doesn't feel like what you thought it would or what you hoped for. And you feel like something's missing inside. Yeah. Awareness, I think is the word that I keyed into because some I feel like some people get so comfortable that they miss their calling, they miss their passion completely. So just starting that process of getting to know yourself, coming back to yourself, 
asking yourself, what do I really want? What, what is important to me? What lights me up, et cetera, et cetera. What skills do I have? Kind of painting a picture of what you want to do from all of those different components. And then it doesn't have to be the leap of faith that I took several times, you know, yeah. that's not for everyone. Like I knew that, that that was what I needed to do, but it's not for everyone. And so if you want to stay in your job, but you know that there's something else, just start taking those steps, you know, picture where you want to be, reverse engineer it, and then figure out what the immediate next step is. And I always say, if the immediate next step is going to overwhelm you or you don't feel confident that you can take it, then scale it back. Mm -hmm. Start even smaller, but just start. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As they say, it's baby steps, right? Like yes. you don't need to instantly quit your job and start your own business without even really knowing what it is that you want to do. You know, right. you can easily start doing it on the side at first and being able to kind of develop your brand and your business, develop some clients, and then just kind of go from there. And if there's changes that you want to make, it's okay. You could change them then. And it doesn't need to be this huge, as you said, leap of faith and just jump right into it. It could be however it makes you feel best inside too. Yeah. There's so many different paths to fulfillment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everyone's journey is going to look different and everyone's journey is part of what makes them special at what they do, right? We can't all do it the same way because then there would be no uniqueness or individuality in the world. And the people who resonate with a certain journey wouldn't be able to find the coach or the healer or the person who's going to speak to them the way they need to, to be spoken to. So we have to have our own separate journeys. We have to do it in our own way. Yes, exactly. I love that. Oh, that just like hits me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and now, did you ever feel like you would ever start your own business? So when you were in those moments at your corporate job and you just felt like something was missing, you didn't feel totally fulfilled. Did you feel like, oh, maybe it's the fact that I should start my own business? Or did you maybe just feel like you weren't in the right industry? Like what was your thought process in there? Hmm, really good question. So I think initially I thought I was in the wrong industry. I, I always knew to answer the first question, I always knew that I would love to start my own business, but I just didn't, I don't think I had the confidence and I definitely didn't know what kind of business. There were too many options and I, I didn't feel like I had settled on one enough to actually start that process. So I started with shifting industries and I actually, I worked, I had a stint at Teach for America. I had a stint at Yelp. Like there are parts of my journey that, cause if you had the long version, we'd be here all day, but <laughs> <laughs> there are parts of my journey I don't always include, but I did, I tried different things. And then I ultimately realized, nope, it's, it's health and wellness. And it's actually funny because when I was growing up, when I was younger, maybe about seven, my best friend and I made our own homemade tattoos and we sold them on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And by sell, I mean, we tried to sell them, but obviously nobody bought them. <laughs> but we had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I remember starting a lemonade stand when I was a little bit older. And I remember starting an online magazine and getting subscribers. So I always had this entrepreneurial spirit in me. And I think it's just something that I've always been destined to do but it took me a while to figure out what my business model was going to be, like what I was actually here to do. But once I did figure that out, it was like I hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. It's funny because actually when I, I did it, 
I asked a similar question in another interview and they said something similar to that also with how, when they were younger, they used to try to, and I totally forgot about how I was as a kid until they answered that also. And I realized how, when I was younger, I used to like sell tattoos by gel pens, like creating little designs with gel pens on people's bodies. Um, when I was little, it used to charge them like 25 cents or something like that. <laughs> and then now, as you were saying that too, I just remembered even as I got older, I don't know how I don't put these together sometimes, but as I got older, right after college, um, I was still searching for like a full-time job and I ended up creating like a little side business for my mom with her knit cause she knits and crochets. And so selling her like hats and scarves and things like that. And it took me forever to actually make the connection that, Oh, Caitlin, you want to start your own business one day, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes even just thinking of that and realizing, you know, as you mentioned before, everybody has their own journey and you don't, you know, technically you might even not even notice that these are little signs for you to do something until finally one day it's like you're in full awareness. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, when you're getting business advice of how to figure out what your actual business should be, they often tell you to think back to childhood and think about what you used to do and what you enjoy. And sometimes a lot of these memories, I don't want to say repressed, because I don't think that they were consciously repressed, but you just forget. You just forget about things that you used to do. And so it takes time to actually think back and, okay, what did I used to like? And meditation can really help with this, like putting yourself into your childhood home and just hearing the sounds and seeing the sights and just letting things come to you or asking it to come to you in your dreams. Like I'm super woo woo with all of this stuff, but, but yeah, get in touch with your inner child and figure out what, what did they enjoy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. And you have to remember like, what did I actually enjoy as a kid? What were the things that instantly came to me? Even the fact of, did I, when I was hanging out with my friends, would I end up being the leader? of the group or would I be more of the follower, you know, because I almost feel like that could even kind of help you determine on if you do like taking charge in certain situations. Totally. Totally. And they say that like your intuition is the strongest. I mean, until you build it back up again, but when you're younger, because you don't have this, you don't have all of the programming telling you not to listen to it or not to follow it. So it makes sense that when you're younger, you're drawn to these certain things. And that is a hint at, what you what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And as we're on this topic too, when did you feel like you started your spiritual journey? Was it before you decided to create your own business? Was it during? Like, take us through the steps of that a little bit. Yes, my pleasure. So I love talking about spiritual stuff, but I started my journey, I guess I would say maybe about 10 years ago. I always considered myself to be a spiritual person. I grew up Christian, I grew up religious, but I never fully connected to religion. Mm -hmm. And I always just thought, okay, I'm spiritual. I know that there's something outside of me. I know that there's a greater purpose to life, but it kind of just ended there. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until quarantine, which I'm sure this is happening for a lot of people, <laughs> where you start to go a little bit more inward, more intensely and start to get start to ask specific questions, start to get answers, start to realize, 
oh, I have this inner guidance system that I've been ignoring all this time. Um, so for me, it happened really in the last three months and it's been rapid um, in terms of my own spiritual growth and understanding and just my own thirst for information and knowledge. Um, but I would say that it was not just the quarantine that kind of was the catalyst. I would also say that it was starting a business that kind of kick-started this whole process too. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've learned with so many people, especially doing these interviews too, is it really makes you go inward a lot because between the responsibilities that you have for your business, even trying to just determine you know, what you want your business to be, who you want to be as a leader, there's so many things that get brought into it and you really have to go deep inside in order to, I don't want to say figure it out because whenever I think of figuring it out, I'm thinking of your ego talking, but you know, it's still, you know, trying to set up your business and who you want to be as a leader. And I find it so important to be able to kind of have more of that guidance, you know, because as an entrepreneur, you don't have the guidance of a boss or a manager or anybody else above you. So you have to look to guidance in a different way. Yes. And I honestly feel that if you're an entrepreneur, you might drive yourself crazy if you don't tap into your intuition, mm -hmm. like anxiety and stress and overwhelm, just constant, 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 unless you're able to just get quiet, tap in and get, you know, get that, that inner knowing of what the next step should be. So yes, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, exactly. And I think if, um, it's almost like if you're able to be a little bit more connected in those moments too, it could have helped, you know, either a process from quitting your job into starting your own business also. Yes. I look back, I mean, again, to my point of everyone has to have a specific journey and I know that I had to, I had to go through what I went through, but I look back and I'm like, wow, life would have been so much easier if I had just known <laughs> that I had all of these tools available to me. I didn't right? <laughs> Exactly. I know. I totally agree. And every time, even when I'm reading a self-help book or something like that, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of have a list of people. I just want to mail this to, I just want to like secretly mail it to and be like, Hey, I think you need this right now. Like just read it, see how it could help you because they're not aware of this book or these methods or whatever it is. And I want everybody to have a little piece of it because it truly can help everyone. Yes, Caitlin. That's why I'm on this podcast. That's why I'm a coach. That's why I do what I do. Cause I'm like, if everyone would just meditate or if everyone would just journal, I want to spread the message far and wide because we are a society that, that believes that anxiety is normal and that stress is normal and something to be celebrated. And you know, your life should be busy and overwhelming and that has never resonated with me. I fell into that trap, but I, I always knew deep down that it never resonated with me. And that's not how we're supposed to be. That's not who we are. There's an easier way to be just as efficient to get just as much done. And people need to know. We'll be back with our guest in just a minute. But first, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Are you a business owner struggling with building connections with your audience? Are you scrambling last minute to find a photo to post on your social media platforms? 
Still using stock photos for your website? That's why having a brand photo shoot is so important. Showing pictures of yourself, your team, and what you do is exactly what's going to help you build connections with your audience, which will then turn into clients. But it's not just about having a brand photo shoot. It's all about really connecting with your photographer. It's super important to feel 100% confident before and during your photo shoot so you can represent your brand in the best way and bring the right clients to you. And that's exactly where I can help. My goal is to make you shine in your brightest light while showcasing your brand exactly how you envision it. So let's work together. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at CaitlinCasso at gmail.com and we'll chat more. And now back to the episode. And now you mentioned before how you also include NLP within your um, practice, I guess you'd say, with your clients. Can you explain a little bit more about what that is and how you do include it? Yeah. So how I describe NLP, how I like to use NLP is kind of like mind hacking. Mm -hmm. So mastering your conscious and your subconscious mind and understanding that a lot of the problems that we run into, a lot of the patterns that we get stuck in, and a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves are based on our subconscious programming. So based on what has been programmed into our mind subconsciously through events that have occurred in our life, usually during childhood, things people have said to us, things that we've seen in the media, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is that for a lot of people, since it's not conscious, they don't realize that these little things like deep in the recesses of their brain essentially are what are holding them back. So NLP really helps you to understand what those subconscious things are and then release them. And there's so many things. That's what I like to use it for, but you can, you can use NLP to, to make yourself stop liking certain foods. <laughs> like there are so many different uses. I actually just was working with someone uh, this weekend and she did the parts integration exercise on me. And I was in full tears, just burst into tears, merging the part of myself that believed that basically my ego, merging my ego and my higher self the part of myself that believed that they had to work so hard and be overstressed and do all of these things. And the part of myself that, that knew that it could be easy. You know, I'm not perfect and I still struggled to, to manage these, these parts of myself. But once I merged them, it was this emotional release and experience of, it doesn't have to necessarily, I don't have to ignore my ego. I can still do research. I can still use my intellect, but how can it work together with my higher self? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so amazing! I love that. Oh man, i I need to. I need some of this. <laughs> yeah, right. We all do. It's it's life changing, honestly. Yeah, that's so cool. And soon as you said how it could even change, um, like cravings that you have, I was like, yeah. ooh, I need this for dessert because I am such a sugar junkie. I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, girl. <laughs> And that's the thing I was, I did that exercise and I, I mapped, it's called mapping across and I mapped across Oreos with some other cookie that I don't enjoy. Um, but I didn't want to do it with any foods that I love because I still love those foods and I still want to have them from time to time, but, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, so it is possible. Right. Exactly. Cause it's nice to still be able to enjoy it also. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
That is so cool though. Thank you for explaining that because now I'm super intrigued about it and I feel like I need to look a little more into this myself. Yeah, definitely do. So what kind of major transformations do you feel like you've seen yourself while starting your own business, um, either professionally or personally? Oh, so many. And I kind of feel like I used to be a, a waitress when I was younger and I felt like everyone should work in a restaurant at some point in their lives. And I kind of feel the same way about starting a business. I mean, it doesn't have to be your whole life, but you should start a side hustle. You should experience this process because it's transformation after transformation after transformation. Oh, Waking yeah. up and working and just like seeing another day through is a transformation in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest one for me has just been my self-confidence and specifically not taking rejection so personally, which I still struggle with, mm -hmm. but I'm learning now, as they always say, yes lives in the land of no. Mm -hmm. And another one of my coaches told me recently, it really stuck with me that business and rejection go hand in hand. And you cannot say you want to start a business, but not experience the rejection. And there's going to be a lot of rejection. And that's just the name of the game. And once you just understand that this is the way that it is, and this is what everybody experiences, it's, it's still hard to take, honestly, but you keep going you know, okay, I cannot spend much time worrying about this because I need to be on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love how you mentioned also confidence too, because those go hand in hand. You know, it's once you feel like you understand the fact that there are going to be failures that happen, there is going to be rejections, then it also kind of helps you get a little bit more confidence after because there's that understanding you know, it's like, okay, I get it. Like there's going to be failures. Everything's not going to work out for me. Perfect. Everybody's not going to like me or everyone's not meant to be my client. That's something too, that I feel like sometimes it's hard to realize at first. Um, but once you finally do, it's like, okay, all right, I get it. And once you have those understandings, then you're able to feel more confident because you're like, okay, oh, that didn't work out. No problem. Like it's not, it's not meant to be. It's totally fine you're not, you don't want to be a client of mine or you're not meant to be a client of mine. Totally fine. On to the next. There's plenty more out there for me. Exactly. Not everyone is meant to be a client. Not everything is going to go your way. There will be failures, but for one thing, the people who tell you no initially, it's, it might not be a no forever. So there's that, mm -hmm. but yes, also the more no's that you get, the closer you are to getting that perfect yes, that perfect ideal person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And have you actually seen any transformations in your clients that you've worked with so far? Yes. So, I mean, I started as a health and fitness coach, so I've got progress photos, you know, of the wazoo of people who are physically changing their bodies and recently transitioning into the full holistic life and health coaching. I, one specific example was working with a client with doing some NLP and we did uh, a, an exercise called time techniques and she had such a beautiful visceral response to it. Her palms were sweating. And after the exercise, she looked at me and she was like, 
you're brighter. And then she looked outside and she was like, and nature outside looks brighter. And she said her husband brought her a sandwich and she was like, this tastes amazing. And she had little, literal euphoria, like the best day after that experience. And, you know, it, it wears off after a time and you know, you're not constantly in that state, but you know that that state is possible and you know that you can do things and have tools to get back to it. So just lifting that veil of, the, the world kind of seeming like it's turned down in terms of its brightness, mm -hmm. just because of all that stress and anxiety that we talked about before, lifting that veil so that you can see what really is going on around you. Mm, yeah, I love that. That is so cool. And it has to be amazing to be able to actually witness that with people too. Yeah, I have to like fight not to tear up sometimes because I'm so walking in my purpose and I'm just like, oh, this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> so awesome. And that has to feel so good. Like, and you started off too saying about how now you understand how it feels to feel fulfilled. And I think there is a perfect example of feeling fulfilled in what you're doing every day because when you have those experiences with your clients and you have to hold back the tears that is total fulfillment right there it really is it really is and it's once you find it as long as the road may be you know that you're going to get there eventually it's like you just know it in your bones and yeah the failure and rejection is not easy to take but you can get back up because you just know you have this north star Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. And so where do you plan on going from here? Do you have any future plans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I had to think about this for a second because I don't think I have it fully mapped out yet. I'm focused on my immediate destination. I haven't focused too much on the longer term vision, but right now I just know that I want to impact as many people as possible. Honestly, whenever I hear the Michael Jackson Heal the World song, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I want to heal the world. I want to make it a better place because especially recently we've seen how much pain people have been in from the recent events, from quarantine, from the Black Lives Matter movement, from everything, the uproar that's going on in our world. Mm -hmm. And it also became really clear that people don't know how to cope with these things. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to be alone with themselves. People don't know how to manage their anger and their emotions. And so I really see my path as reaching as many people as possible and showing them how grounded they can become showing them the inner peace that they can find, the stillness that they can find, and how everything else, almost everything else in their life is going to fall into place. You eat, you just intuitively eat, you, you eat what feels good, you move your body in the way that feels good, you know, you get the answers and you know your next steps in business, it just falls into place. So that's my mission right now. I love that. I, that's so beautiful. And you mentioned intuition before as well. And I'd love to touch on that a little bit more too, because I find it so important for there to be a message more about intuition. I feel like not many people know so much about it. Would you actually be able to explain intuition maybe for those who do not know what it is? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still learning myself. I'm not an expert, but from what I have learned, I've learned a lot <laughs> from what I have learned. It's really just the connection with 
divine or spirit or source, whatever, or God, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has their own different name. I read one book that was like, we're Elvis, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want to call it, but it, or that connection to your higher self, that's going to, it's like an inner knowing. It could be an inner knowing. It could be a voice that you hear. It could be an image that you see. There's multiple different ways to get these intuitive hits. And I think everyone is kind of inclined to receive them in different ways. And that's definitely something I encourage if you're listening to do more research on and and learn which ways you tend to receive guidance. For me, I tend to hear things like my own thoughts, but I, it comes from a different place and it, it speaks slightly differently than I would speak to myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel things and I just know things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those, that's how I receive intuition, but it's, it's different for, for everyone, but everybody has it. That's the thing that I didn't really know. Like Mm -hmm. they talk about being clairvoyant and clairaudient, which is what I'm describing, hearing, seeing, et cetera. Everybody has these gifts and you just need to, you're blocking them out. A lot of people are just blocking them out right now. Mm -hmm. And society kind of the way that it's, the way that it's structured, it, it, it blocks it out for us. But once you start to meditate and journal and do these activities that get you back into touch with yourself, you're going to notice more of these messages coming through. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I feel like I've, for myself, there were times where I was like, does this, does this happen to me? Like, do, am I following my intuition? You know, sometimes it's not like all of a sudden you notice like, oh, that's it there it is trigger, you know, and sometimes you just actually end up following your intuition and you don't even realize it. And I remember somebody asked me one time, maybe like on a level, like of a scale, how much did I feel like I would be following my intuition? And I was like, not as much as I would hope. And then when I really thought about it, I was like, no, actually I follow my intuition a lot, you know? And I feel like, especially with starting my business, that's when it really kind of kicked itself into play because I was doing more of that inner work and I was starting to listen more to my intuition and what felt good and what felt right to do rather than what I felt like I was supposed to do or that I had to do for my business or myself too. Yeah. I think, like I said, starting a business for a lot of people And actually, as I became more aware of my own spiritual journey, I started to realize how many business owners were spiritual people. Because like Mm -hmm. I said, I feel like you've got to be one strong person to just rely on your own intellect and just rely on yourself and not be listening to your intuition in some way. Because I I really, it would drive me crazy. I'll just Mm -hmm. say that. (laughs) Yep. I totally agree. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) And so now if you were to look back on yourself when you first started your business, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Mm. I feel like this would change every single day, but right now it would be to just have faith Mm. (laughs) back to trusting your intuition. You have to trust it. And like you said, there can be times when you question it, but if you get an intuitive hit and you feel like you know you have to take a certain route, mm-hmm. then you take it, but you have to have faith and you, you also have to surrender the outcome. That's a big lesson that I've had to learn. I'm still learning, mm-hmm. but once you, once you take the step, you figure out what the step is, you take it, you have faith it's going to happen, but you also are not trying to like choke it into happening. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, you find this peace and ease and you know that the universe may give you something different. The universe may give you something better, 
or it may give you what you want, but whatever happens, you're at peace with it. You know mm-hmm. that it's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because a lot of the times we can all start businesses maybe with one end goal, but then as time goes on and as you develop your business, as you develop yourself, things can completely change and you realize that, no, actually I want to shift it in this direction instead. And you have to be willing to, as you said, surrender and just let it be. Yeah. I think surrendering is the hardest part <laughs> for me. I, <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, but it's tough, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, a great book to read about that is the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. It really mm-hmm. helped with painting a picture of what it looks like to surrender. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely, when you told me that before, I added it to my list and I can't wait to read it. So good. So good. And so as you know, the theme of this podcast is about getting out of your comfort zone. So no matter what the situation might be, if it's something small, if it's something big, how do you usually get out of your comfort zone? I feel like I live outside of my comfort zone, but For me, whenever I am up against something that I feel some resistance toward or some fear around, that's usually my sign that I need to go do that thing. (laughs) It's, Mm -hmm. It's this weird like reverse psychology that I use with myself, but we all know that the magic is outside your comfort zone and those are the things that will stretch and grow you. And even if you fail, that's the lesson that's gonna propel you forward in the future. So I always come back to that. I always think of that and I, I've gotten comfortable to the point with that feeling of being afraid or not knowing how things will go, or I may be rejected or fall flat on my face. You, you kind of have to build up the, the callus for that uncomfortability, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, and, and just lean into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how you said that, build up the callus. I've never heard it put that way before, but it's so true because it's like as time goes on and the more and more that you push yourself out of your comfort zone, that's like what you're doing. You're building up this callus to it, you know, yep. and you're getting more and more used to the fact that you can do it. Yep. That's so cool. And now, is there anything else that you feel like you didn't get to talk about today that you did want to touch on? No, I mean, I feel like we, we talked about a lot. We talked about intuition and NLP and just taking that leap of faith or maybe not, but starting the process in some way. And I feel like those are, those are like my core values. So mm-hmm. I feel good. Awesome. And I think it's all great messaging and I'm so excited for everybody to listen to this because I think they'll really get a lot out of it. I hope so. I know so. Yes, definitely. <laughs> And where can everybody find you? Yeah, so come follow me. I am on Instagram at Coach Keisha. Yeah, that's primarily where I hang out. So (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Caitlin. This was excellent. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.